Take your enjoyment of Smodco Podcast to the next level by checking out a live Smodco show. Mike and Ming are at PopCon April 15th and 16th in Evansville, Indiana. Monday, April 18th, Charlotte, North Carolina gets Kevin for two shows. April 19th, Kev performs twice in Richmond, Virginia. An evening with Kevin Smith in Atlanta on April 20th. Austin, get ready for Kevin Smith's solo at the Moon Tower Comedy and Oddity Fest, April 22nd. April 22nd through 24th, Muse hits Motor City Nightmares. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Austin on April 23rd. Jersey reunites with Kev in Atlantic City on April 30th. Tickets to these and all Smodco shows are available now at Smodcast.com. So what are you boys doing on July 15th? Uh, I don't know. Eh, no plans? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Maybe just going to be hanging out at the Gramercy Theater? Where are all the cool people over there? Yes, a live tell them Steve Dave at the Gramercy Theater, July 15th, 7 p.m. And it's not a Space Monkeys. It's a full-on tell them Steve Dave action, right, Walt? Yeah. You're hyped. Yes, You're yes. stoked, <laughs> motherfucker. The one in, where's the other one at? Um, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah. We needed the announcement of special guests. We're, we're going no special guests, so... Are we really? Well, I mean, unless we have to. <laughs> I already know that. Uh, I'm sure the unnamed special guest is what cinched it for a lot of people. I think I I, I think you're you're being um, sarcastic or being real. I think I think it meant real. a lot. Unless people are like, oh, well, is a special guest Kevin? <laughs> Tickets are non-refundable, motherfuckers. We'll know by now when we say special guests. It's going to be a letdown. Kevin right? won't come. But, yeah, it's not Kevin Smith. <laughs> There's no special guest. It's, it's just get him, a guest. Steve, Dave. Don't reveal both of them. <laughs> Don't reveal both of them. If you're going to reveal and let the cat out of the bag with get him going, then. Oh, I didn't. I was just saying. I was just rattling down. 25% of the potential. <laughs> I, I can say this uh, Ghost Pussy cannot be there on July 15th. He already told me that. Oh, we shouldn't have said that now when we're trying to sell tickets. I know. Fuck it. Why? What's Ghost Pussy up to? I didn't ask. Suddenly he has a wife? Didn't want to get into it. Well, he's a wife and a daughter, so yeah. (laughs) Where do you go to buy him at? Um, They're on Ticketmaster. Wow. Wow. I never. Ticketmaster. Yes. Like the real deal. This ain't like no fly by night. This is real. They're charging their fees. They're fucking making money off that. Fees are a lot. Yeah. Fees are are a lot, man. Ticketmaster. Yeah. Anyway, tell them, Steve Dave. Mm-hmm. July 15th, 7 p.m., Gramercy Theater, Manhattan. Manhattan, man, the yeah. hub of where it's all happening. Manhattan. Yeah, come grab a drink. Yeah. Oh, there's alcohol being served there? I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> we got to cut it out? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll put it, depending on how fast it sells, we'll be like, we'll change our minds. We want all of the gate and 50% of the booze. <laughs> how much are the tickets? I, uh, I don't know. For like our listeners. 30 bucks or something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, good. Good. Wow. Good. Yeah, not bad, right? There's three of us. Ten bucks each. All right. Gramercy, July 15th. Yes. What else are you doing? It's summertime, man. It's time to fucking party, right, Q? Yeah. Right. Crossing guards have the biggest fucking ego because... There's an arrogance. There is an arrogance about them. <laughs> Hookers and blow. Fuck you, hookers and blow. 
Tell Him Steve Dave. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Him Steve Dave. I look around this table. Mm. I see TV stars. I see movie stars. I see artists. I see writers. I see rock stars. All of young Hollywood is represented at this table tonight. <laughs> Me, Walt, Q. The four over and 40. <laughs> <laughs> And Dave Windorf, Monster Magnet. Yes. Gentlemen. Not going to lie, my favorite Tell Steve Dave guest. Yes. Consistently brings uh, A game every time. I was very excited when I heard you were going to be here. Oh, so, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. So, what do we start with? Uh, my first question I wanted to ask Dave, actually, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. In the, in the mid 80s, when. Um, Say poison was was at their height, you know, eighty to like ninety. Yeah. Everybody started going glam, like like even Dokken. It was the thing. Yeah, it was that was a that was a even Dokken. Why Dokken wasn't glam? No, Dokken wasn't really glam out. when yeah. they started out. No, um, and I mean like George Lynch getting a poofy hairdo. And <laughs> Everybody shit. started I mean, fitting into like uncomfortably tight pants and wearing a little eyeliner. It was the thing. A lot of cheetah print. Right. Yeah. And uh, did, did Monster Magnet ever say like, hmm, maybe we should poof it up and get some cheetah print? I mean, we, I wasn't there. I wasn't. We were. I wasn't Monster Magnet yet, but I was in a, in a band called Shrapnel, which was like a punk, punk band. And by that time, all that stuff happened. I was probably out of a band for about like five or six years, but I watched it joyfully and laughing the whole time because I thought it was really funny. It was pretty corny and depressing when you see bands that you like. Suddenly it's like, wait a second, they replace them with girls. Uh, yeah, I mean, show business is brutal, man. When you see people, when a, when a big shift comes in, in a in, in a taste change and there's like a big next big thing and people have to conform to it, it's always like a riot um, to watch people try to fit into it. It's like when disco came and Kiss did the disco song, you know, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> Really? How did you feel about the Kiss Disco, the Kissco? Uh, I was too young to uh, feel um, to feel betrayed. I was too way really? too young. I was uh, too young. That's my to earliest feel. memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like a new album was coming out, Dynasty. I uh, I was I was super stoked for it, and I didn't I didn't care that the older kids were laughing. You know, as I proudly walked to school in my Dynasty T-shirt, I couldn't figure out why they were because a couple of years ago, they all all those older kids had the were all into into the Kiss Army, and then all of a sudden they turned on Kiss. Yeah, yeah, and um, not me. Did you realize they had gone disco? I didn't. I, I, I to be honest, I couldn't tell you why it was a disco album. I still can't. I don't under. I don't. What was it? The, the a certain beat of it that was disco. Like I was uh, made for love. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a single. Disco, so. It was a single. Uh -huh. But was what was, was it, it that made it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was you know the four on the floor. <laughs> it was. I was it's that's got to be the most rocking disco song, right? Would you consider? Would you be able? Would you say yeah, it's the yeah. most rocking disco kiss song? Doing a disco song, <laughs> you know. He wants kiss. to convince himself <laughs> to run to laugh at him. Yeah. And I, well, how, I don't know how far we should continue the conversation. It's like <laughs> if you're not going to get it, <laughs> I can't help you get it. I, I guess it was I wasn't that well versed in disco song dude. in music though. So I to me, uh, it's still I still heard Paul's voice. I still heard guitars and drums. Yeah, you're a kid. You know. Yeah, know. but even now, yeah, I, I like I you. still don't. I still don't. When I hear it come on, disco's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> not this house, goddamn it. In that era, if you were a band in that era, if you did have a band in that era, would you have? Do you think you would have um, felt the urge to go I mean, that at, way, or at would you? That age, if I had a feel for it, yeah. But it's like, 
if I didn't have a feel for it, I don't think I'd, I'd do it because I'd probably do it badly. You know, it's, everyone's got their, their, their breaking point. You know, you can see people like some people did it really horribly and other people, you know, just like failed miserably. I, I mean, the guy I remember is Rod Stewart. Like Rod Stewart was a well-respected, like actual really fine vocalist guy. And he just went disco and it was like, what the hell? But at the same time, he sold more records than he ever did because he latched onto a trend that made it big. So in the end... Had a pretty what short lifespan, though, right? Let's go. Really I short. I mean, they, they were, wasn't it Yankee Stadium? They were burning albums and shit. Well, yeah, but that Comiskey was, Park. Comiskey Park. That was part of the craze, though. You yeah. know what I mean? That was part of it. It was actually good for disco. Right. That's a, that kind of controversy is always good. But yeah, I mean, in its fullness, I think it lasted three or four years. Really? Wow. That's a pretty short yeah. run. Mm. Maybe the same as grunge, though, right? Grunge didn't last Nothing lasts for that long. You know, yeah. if you look at all these musical trends, they only last three or four years. And then, they, you know, they don't die completely. Except for rap. I, I feel like rap. I remember in the early 90s thinking. That's a really like, good point. Oh, this will not last that long. It's like anything else. And here we are, like 25 well, it's years later. It's, it's cheap evolved. To, it's cheap to put oh, yeah. it. It's evolved. It's gotten more center. You know? I would, it's I like would say devolved, Q. Yeah, like Walt. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't the thing about rap like you don't have to learn to play an instrument you know what I mean? Like no instruments involved at all. Right. I mean, I'm not discounting it as because I like a lot of rap <laughs> yeah. actually, but but you don't have to. So I'm not going to say default. <laughs> yeah, I won't agree with Walt. Uh, he, <laughs> I said some would say, not me. <laughs> no, it's it's cheap to produce, right? And and that and it's cheap to produce, and it's uh, it totally fits with the modern modern kid mentality, which is like. I barely it's, have to do anything. Well, yeah, yeah, and kind of, kind of that. And plus, it's like more of a. I mean, it started out like all badass, crazy, and then as it moved into the pop thing, it became you know perfectly obvious that it fit in with this kind of a modern kid thing, where kids don't want too much poetry; they want stories and they want a jam that kind of says the stuff that they're thinking, but they don't want to put too much thought into it. There's not much thought put into modern hip hop. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like. It's not like it's cutting edge or anything. It's right. just like little stories about, you know. Yeah, 90s hip-hop was a little different, right? When well, yeah, no, yes. Yeah, it started bit. off pretty badass, yeah. actually. And, uh, you know, and it, was, it scared the straights, you know. <laughs> scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't scared at disco. Yeah. I remember, That's for I, sure. I remember Walt sat in all summer listening to Dynasty. <laughs> I listened to the elder. What's Rod Stewart up to lately? I don't like this. I don't like this P. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of fear of a black planet. I don't even know what hip hop is anymore. You know, what I mean, there is, there is, I guess, real quote, real hip hop, but you don't hear it anywhere. Uh-huh. And I think people buy middle of the road pop. You know, pop rules, man. Pop synthesis of hip hop and like Swedish melodies. It's a, I just read this great book like called the, the Song Machine. And the Song Machine, it's a really, really great story. It kind of puts everything, collection of articles from different things that I've been reading over the years about how the top 10 and the top 50 is written by basically five or six groups of people. Every song. It's not by the artists, of course. It's by these producer guys. And they, they'll take a track. And they have a thing called Track and Hook where they'll put together a song. It's not really a song yet. They'll take a beat. It's all sampled, you know, they'll sample stuff. Mm-hmm. It, there's no musicians. And you do it on a laptop. And you put it together and you have a nice beat and you maybe put a, like, maybe a synthesizer on top of it. Maybe that's an instrument. Do a chord, 
uh, do a chorus and a, and a, and a, you know, verse. To listen to what's happening on the radio and go, I'll take this and change it a little bit because it's, it's, you know, it's a hit. So copy the hit. And then they'd send it out to, uh, a demo singer, somebody they could pay cheaply. Most of the time, girls, because they sing better. And they'll pay the girl, whatever, 500 bucks to go, and they'll go just hoot and holler over the whole thing. There's no lyrics or anything. Just, just hoot and holler over it at home on your, on your, on your laptop and your setup and your Zoom, you know, and go, oh, yeah, baby, yeah, you know, like pretend you're on American Idol and you're just doing all that stupid shit. Right. Then they get that back. They pay her the 500 bucks and then they cut that up in Pro Tools and go, oh, that, yeah, that sounds good. Boom. They cut it up like little masters and go, put it all in its place to make it sound like someone's singing and someone is singing a vocal. There's no words. Then they kind of formulate what the song is going to sound like. And a, and a good direction for the song, just with all these monkey noises. Then they'll go, all right, we haven't titled this song yet, but where's the client list? And then they'll go to wow. you know, what would be, be Clive Davis for a long time over at Arista or any of these big guys to go, all right, we got the next hit. Who wants it? Well, Rihanna says she wants it. All right, well, we'll see. Well, Britney says she wants it. I don't know. Then they'll make a deal with that. And then they give, then send the song to Rihanna. And Rihanna will go like, it's my song. Okay, what do you want to call it, Rihanna? I don't know. Okay, we'll come up with it. If if she's got a title, she'll title it. Duck if she wants cover. to write the words, she'll write the words. But not often they don't. You know, somebody else will write the words. So the thing is set up cookie cutter fashion and ready to rock. I mean, just, you know, it's pretty much ready to go. It's not a lot of studio time. Because the sounds were all there, and the producer, these producer guys got it. So it's a lot less like Tin Pan Alley was in the 1940s and 50s, where it used to be like one or two guys at a piano, and they just get the vocalist in. It's an amazing book, and it just shows you, it totally explains why everything sounds the same. Wow. Because they want it to sound the same, because the kids love it. Right. And it's produced. Like <laughs> the sound of it. It the sounds sound soulless, though. modern pop. Is the most in-your-face sound you're ever going to hear. It completely blows everything away. It's all digital. It's all dig compression. It's in your face. There's no difference between it and your and a, like a high-tech TV commercial. And that's why it works because it sounds like a TV commercial. But it only works with this generation because any generation before it goes, I don't want my music to sound like a TV commercial. But the modern kids, they love it. What a bunch of douchebags. Well, <laughs> youth, youth is wasted on the young. I'm all up at the base, at the base. No travel. I'm it's, all up at the base. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Something like Shut that off. is like, it'll get like 400 million views. 400 in million. Like, in like two months, and then nobody gives a fuck about it. Well, that's, that. that's... Until like another 10 years when it's like, oh, remember that song? And then it's nostalgic. Yeah. yeah everything's got its little uh, cycles and stuff. It's interesting yeah. to watch. I'll listen to that. I'll listen to like pop radio for like a month and gorge myself on it. It's fucking, I'm like, I can't believe these sounds. And then one day I'll just stick my finger down my throat and puke. And then I'll listen to it for like a year. It's like eating too many Doritos. Like I can't stop. I can't stop. I could stop. I wouldn't even know what radio station to listen to anymore. Uh, right. My kids like, always have Z100 on when, yeah, I, when, I, when I, I go into the car and I, and I, and I immediately change it. But when they turn this disco shit off, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> cool kids are back. 
Uh, but the Z100, I think, is the station that still, still plays yeah. and 90, uh, current and, stuff. And 93.2, whatever that is, that, that's yeah. the other one. That's they air a Z100 on satellite now. Like it's one of those. Is it still a, yes. hey, baby, it's the morning show. Yeah, Ding dong. It'll always, be that. it'll always be that. That is, like, that morning zoo is still, like, one of the most popular radio state uh, programs in. It's States. amazing, isn't it? There, yeah. there are people at there's just a lot Ryan, of people. He just doesn't stop. He just keeps going. Even with with the increased ads and everything, people put up with it. They, yeah. You know how many ads are on those things? It's all ads. And they've gotten even faster. It's like, wow, people are glutton for punishment. The same thing with the classic rock radio. And you see, it's like, who listens to this? Carpenters, that's who. Guys that work on the lawn. Yeah, that's that's that is so true. Like when I have people working on my house and they put their radio on, they put they put and they and it's the same four songs. It seems like oh man, Hotel California, I can't wait, Leonard Skinner. Right here, us, <laughs> us and them by Pink Floyd. <laughs> but like, how come they don't? How come they are so reluctant to play a deeper cut? Because they. The, the, the carpenters aren't going to be like, don't turn even, it off and go somewhere else. They'll, they'll accept the started. deeper cut. These guys single-handedly sold out the biggest rock <laughs> renaissance, the biggest music renaissance in our lifetime or anybody's lifetime since the classical music days. And they've distilled an entire innovative era down to about 20 songs. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. It's like somebody went to the Pieta and just chopped everything off until there was a fingernail and said, I've got the Pieta. I mean, you know, what, just on your playlist alone, how you could like rock people on a radio station for a week and probably fry people's brains. Well, thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> fry people. You, you, can, you can fry people. <laughs> But like he, well, but, it's got good taste. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. Well, that's because you know he loves Magnus. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> right into it. No, but like, I, like uh, when we put like, like Mike puts on one like like if I get here late and he puts on like what he thinks that I would prefer to listen to like like an old like classic rock, mm-hmm. and it's the same songs over and over again. It's absolutely maddening. That I don't understand why radio stations are reluctant. What am I, a carpenter, you cocksucker? Turn the channel. (laughs) (laughs) See a hammer in my hand, you (laughs) fucking bitch. Like, why can't you play like a deeper cut from like a Doors song or like an album? Something else than Light My Fire. Two for Tuesday, for God's sake. And like, what is what? What is up with Alice Cooper? How did he get the bums rush on classic rock radio? They don't play Alice Cooper as much as they play Skinnerd. Uh well I mean they'll play a schools out so you got to be fair they'll play that and I want to just like blow my head off because there's like a, a million other songs you could play but there has to be like you, there must be some sort of um, no suicide is an alternative to changing the channel <laughs> rules are set in place where <laughs> a DJ is not allowed to play a deep cut. Like, you can't no. play My Stars from no, Alice Cooper, right? I've been right? up there, dude. I've been up there. And I went up there recently. I can't believe it. I was actually in a classic rock, but I went up there and did an interview and actually asked the guy, an old hair farmer from way back, been a DJ forever, and I was like, what is up? You know. You know what's out there. You know this. Thing. I get passionate about it because, because like I said, that was a, a musical renaissance. 65 to 75, there was more great music, more interesting, diverse music than ever in the history of all rock and roll. And these guys play a tenth of it. And he goes, advertisers, man. He goes, we want to make money. And, you know, people tend to wander. They want their memories intact. And when they turn on that radio, they want to go back to their glory days. And that means million sellers, million sellers only. 
So That's fuck crazy. you and your renaissance. <laughs> two, two things about that I, I started about two years ago I started getting into like vinyl I bought like a nice turntable and stuff like that yeah, that's fun and that brought me back into listening to albums in their entirety which I had for a decade lost like I got on my iPod I put the songs I liked on and I would just listen to that playlist again and it was a real almost rediscovery of, of artists that I loved the music that I loved of the deep cuts of songs that I haven't heard in five yeah. years and now it's really the way I prefer to listen to music. It's just like an album in its entirety. Yeah, and you probably go looking for good albums as yes. opposed to like, like, all right, yeah, I know these good songs, but what's a good album? I want to know what a good album yeah. is because I want to put in – and albums were short back then. They were like 35 minutes. It's not like, you know, you get a CD now. It's like an hour. Like right. 35 minutes was the tops you could fit on vinyl. And so you could – these guys could actually sequence – like an overture, you know, like the first song and the last, first song on the first side, last song on the first side, and then, you know, the reintro on the second. It was a big deal. I mean, those guys busted their balls. And when when it's good, it's totally worth your thirty five minutes worth of time. Yeah, it's like this is really cool. It's like a movie, a movie of the mind. <laughs> very cool. The other thing is like. uh like, cause now I, I like satellite radio, man. I love it. I got it free with my car. What a great scam yeah. to give it a year for free. And then you're like, oh, all right, well, now I'm just going to pay the 200 bucks for the rest of the year. How many stations do you find yourself uh, well, exploring? This is, this is, I had it too. And I found myself yeah. being on five stations. That was it. I never explored anything else. Yeah. I'll flip around, but I'll do Tom Petty, right? So I'll listen to him all the time. I'll do, uh, I'll do Hair Nation. I'll do uh, Backspin. Ozzy's like Boneyard. 80s. Ozzy's Boneyard we were listening to today. Um but Elvis, the Elvis channel is probably the one I listen to the most. Um, and if they play deep tracks because they just have all the time. They don't really have advertisers. They could just – they're That's like, the you're way a fan it, of Tom Petty? It's the way it Here's all the fucking Tom Petty you could stand. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty cool. Like, I dig it. What is it that makes, <clears throat> from your perspective, the groups implode? Like, is it – you mean fail so commercially many, or just break up? No, break up. Because, it seems yeah, like because so it's many, a madhouse. How can you expect like four young people to get along together for more than like three years? It's it, just, is it, or middle-aged people. Is it just a combination of ego, drugs, alcohol, like not like nothing <laughs> going from nothing to like say something like Guns N' Roses from where they're sleeping yeah. on the floor and shooting junk to like – Holy shit, we just sold the biggest debut album of yeah, all time. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know about Guns N' Roses, it's a classic. Like, you know, what happens when you give White Trash $24 million? <laughs> right. You know I, mean? I just got tickets for their Philly show. For the longest time, rock and roll wasn't pro. You know what I mean? Bands aren't like professional people. They're guys that kind of make it up. And they have this thing that goes on. And this is why bands are great important. That they work together in a way that when they're together – the sound that comes out or the experience that comes out is something special. And it's like, God forbid you change one of the guys or, or it won't be special. So the pros that are involved in this, say the record companies will make allowances for their craziness. And they kind of carry this, this very fragile relationship along to make the money. And then the bands inevitably break up because they can't, they really probably weren't quite sure what made it all work. In the first place, it's right. just this kind of magic or whatever. And sometimes it ain't magic, but sometimes it, it, oftentimes it was back then. And it's like, hey man, whatever you say about Guns N' Roses, like when they played live, I saw them back, I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, this is the real deal. 
and it's not because just because of the songs, it's because of the way they played together. But then you look at those guys and you go, there's no way in, on earth that you can go, these guys are going to go for 250 shows at a clip. Right. And live like together, a tour on a bus and, and just, you know, get in this pressure cooker and still be the same people when they come out the other end. It's part of the, kind of the beauty of it. Do you think it's partially because like creative people like disproportionately are mentally ill? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they're creative, but they're in a world of, you know, they're, they're artists, but they're in a world of commercial art, you know, make no mistake, you know, music business is commercial art, but they want to be treated as, as artists. And they probably started out and yeah, some guys like they go the cheesy route and they realize it and they, they hack it out and the other guys don't. Um, always interesting to see how they, they implode and explode. And I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good example of like one of the, the biggest bands that, you know, yeah. like, you know, at the time, like Axl Rose was fucking just off the rails. Uh, Slash had just gotten off heroin. So he kept going with yeah. different projects. Adler strokes out, you know, and right. then classic rock star, the most classic rock star. I mean, they really the like, like you said, they were the real deal. They were like real rock stars that live the lifestyle, you know? Yeah. It Not wasn't like, you know, it wasn't cookie cutter stuff. It was like a real band. You know, yeah. you could feel it. You could, you could, especially when you saw them live, you could feel it. It was like, this is a band of on a good night. They're one of those bands that like, they were always really good, but on a good night, they were extremely good. And, and you, I think people would you follow that to see like, well, what are the boys going to, you know, what are these guys together? And when the chemistry gets really right, it gets that much better. It wasn't like watching a movie or something, you know, you're going to get the same level of quality or watching like a, a white zombie or something where everything's on, on tape, you know, and it's always going to be that in the classic rock band push and pull thing, they got good. And it was very special. Um, but also you could see all the, which is another cool thing. You could see all the, all the problems like on stage, you could see it in their eyes. <laughs> and when you read about the stuff and you read about the heroin and stuff, it's really cool. Uh, I went to a zombie show last year. The thing I liked about it is the, just the, the horror aspect. It's not just the music. It's a, it's an entire, well, he's a master production. showman. He's it's a fucking sh- unbelievable. He's a showman. It's yeah. more of more. It's not as much rock as it is theater. Yeah. You know, I, I think he'd probably agree. He goes, I'm a, I'm theater. You know, this is a theater thing. Yeah, and I mean, if you listen to Early White Zombie, it doesn't sound theatrical at all. No, no, that was before. That was when it was kind of arty, art rock, art noise rock. Yeah, like the first Nirvana album was kind of the same, but mm-hmm. it didn't sound as finely tuned and polished as the successive albums. Yeah, and Rob just got into it. He was like, he took all the most successful things from industrial and uh, Euro. I don't know, I got the Euro pop almost at that time before anybody knew what it was four on the floor boom 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 all that kind of stuff it's interesting you mention industrial because nine inch nails is another one of those bands that was like like boom here they are for like three like here's a resident for like three yeah. or four years and then just goes away for the longest time i was wondering like what are these guys up to what the fuck are they doing uh, probably Spending waiting money waiting, yeah i mean it's like it's weird man the rock business is weird people don't want you it, it's like you don't go away, but people's attention goes away. So what do you do with that time? You can't control. You know, they, the rock and roll thing for the longest time, although it's almost completely dead now, but, it, but we're talking about rock, the rock system the way it was up till about 10 years ago, um, knew 
it's like comic books and like anything else that people want new, you know, so they can't look at everything at once. So, you know, once Nine Inch Nails could sell 9 million records, but if they go on vacation for a month, it's like, oh, well, what else you got? Right. You know, and it seems like they're dead and gone, but probably he's just sitting around with his thumb up his ass waiting for the, you know, the tide to come back. It, it plays works. games with your head. You know, it, it's strange, yeah, because you won't think of them for the longest time, and then you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, what's what, what's Marilyn Manson up to? Like, what's he doing? Yeah, you know, he's out there. I mean, yeah. and what's happening now, though, in the last ten years, if you see people missing in action, it's probably because they're doing Europe only, right? Well, that's what you were saying that America sort of uh, has. America is not really into America's, the rock thing, but they're into their phones, dude. Yeah. I know. Look at this guy over here. Yeah. He's checking the latest pop charts. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I mean, not, not to the phones. It's different here now, and it's and it's going to it's going to sweep across the world. It happens. Just oh, it's not. It's not across the world. This this uh, like this is not the the no. state oh. of every person in in overseas. No. Well, so I'm pretending mock holding no, a phone. Only, it's just, only, you know. only you're oh, kidding me. I would have think that that it, it's it's spread. At they least have them. I mean, they have, they had, but they're not they had cell phones and stuff before we did. I mean, you know, Sweden is like a completely Wi-Fi free thing. It's a, there's been, they don't even use money in Sweden. It's all, everything's dig. Um, they've had them, but they haven't, as far as I could see, haven't done the uh, I'm going to put my phone in my face all day thing. No, they have no. to have them in Asia because I'm constantly seeing videos of – Asian people with headphones or looking at their phone getting hit by trains or buses. Yeah. Those guys, those guys I think – I really think the Asian guys are, are like that's a total different animal from what I'm talking about. But um, those guys were into it for a long time and they do get hit by buses all the time. Was that one guy get vaporized by a train. Yeah. And that's an that's, old video. That's so fucking weird. Like they just got their headphones on. They're looking down at their phone yeah. and then – and the gate's yeah. down. They walk right by the gate and then boom, just like – I guess it's just like a spray of sinuous blood. It's, it's a, he va- he's vapor. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But Walt, you know what? I, I think it also what it's too is like we have better cross the board broadband. Oh, so you're saying it's a matter of the if they could get as good a broadband as, Probably, as Americans I mean, do, I mean, they I mean, would be just as just zombied like out. Else. Yeah, they would catch. But, but the broadband is much better here than it is over there, depending on what what country you're in. But then again, Sweden has the best broadband in the world, and they don't seem to. Go at it like it's we, like, like ten times do. faster than here, Sweden, yeah. right? It's like crazy. yeah, it's uh, you, you would, it, be, would you would it feel any different being ten times faster? It's, it's pretty fast here. It, it really like, feels fast. It's it does. Ins- you could download an blazing. entire movie in like two minutes rather than like a half hour. Um, you um, could do stuff in some towns in Sweden on the fly. You can like start downloading the movie on a bus and like walk. Out of the bus and down a subway tunnel, and the movie will continue. To why? Up. Why is that though? Why is Sweden so much so much faster than America? I don't like, huh? Why can't we get as fast as Sweden? We can. I think it's just a matter of in- infrastructure. You know, like setting up setting up for the thing. It's like uh, it, I'm surprised Americans don't demand it. They do, and they'll <laughs> get it. You know. Speaking of classic rock, man, it's been a rough. Rough couple months, and we're losing the rock. like flies out there. What'd you think? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was the bummer, went the winter of, of, of yeah, our right? discontent. Yeah. Yeah, Lemmy dies, then David Bowie suddenly dies. Oh, bummer. And what did you think of that reaction to when, when Fry died? I thought it was pretty sh- shitty of the internet to uh, to go on and, and like, they praised and. To celebrate his death? They, well, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah like, they, there was some really fucking heinous shit 
you know, like what they were, they were glad that he was dead. Yeah, they were like he was an asshole. Like, like I hate the Eagles. Uh, the music is shit, and he was an asshole. And who care? Like a lot of like where like Bowie died, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. But like, but even the younger crowd, I felt showed some respect that they probably didn't even know. They probably weren't even exposed to his music, and yet mm-hmm. for some reason, I think because of the aura. Yeah. They respected it, and and even if yeah. they didn't, even if they didn't like it, or even were or well, cognizant well, he, of well, it, he had a long reach. He he he, you know, he he played it cool up, up until the day he died. He never became the, the the dickhead rock star. He was always an artist, so that probably counts for that. Fry, I don't know. Did you have a reputation for being a prick? He well, might have I, had I, a, saw, I saw a documentary, and he seemed like, like he. Well, I guess he's more like a control and. Um, yeah. Well, the Eagles themselves have a bad reputation for being complete assholes. That, that <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they don't. They, I don't see people have a lot of. But the way that they were slamming the music. I mean, I'm not the biggest Eagles fan, but I mean, you. I mean, I can still respect a, a body of work that's like that's a fucking every song that comes that's out the, is like oh, is yeah, a, of course, was a like, was a popular song. Was it wasn't Glenn Fry Dirty Laundry? Wasn't he the one who did the Dirty yeah. Laundry? Yeah, was, no, no, Glenn. <laughs> No, he that did was, the that uh, was... Beverly Hills Cop. I think he was involved with a uh, solo. But I mean, Glenn Frey. I mean, he was uh, him and Don <laughs> Henley were were the Eagles. I think Don Henley yeah. was um, well, Joe Walsh. Dirty. Joe Walsh. Yeah, but they took him on later on, though. Yeah. yeah. But he he. I mean, he had a I thought an interesting take on new music is that he's uh, Joe Walsh. He said mm-hmm. that with today's music, being that there's no uh, f- feeling of like there's no mistakes. Like, no. you, like it doesn't sound like a human being playing it anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Everything kind of is zoomy and uh, kind of flatlines in my head like really quick. It's like, first, it's like that pop stuff, like I say. You hear it and it's really good and exact and it's arresting like a TV commercial. But TV commercials are only 30 seconds. These things are four minutes long. I tend to flatline in my head like a uh, with no imperfections at all. My mind tends to drift. I think they're going to find out in the future as people continue to write songs and probably have less and less attention paid to them going, oh, maybe it's maybe it's not as easy as we think. If just set it and forget it. You know, maybe this all this auto tune and and cutting stuff to a perfect beat is probably not the right idea. It's better to imitate the perfect beat and get some humanity in it. I mean, I'm I'm for that because I notice the difference. I've done it both ways and when I zoom it out, I've sat on Pro Tools and cut stuff exact, and I'm like, that's too good. Doesn't sound cool. Did you think when when uh, the the coincidence of Bowie dying on the day an album was released could have been the ultimate? Maybe like maybe it's not real. Maybe he uh, he was no because he didn't cash in on it. it, it no, it's it's real. Save dude. It, it's a real. It's a it's a real thing. It's like an amazing, amazingly real thing. But but, just, but the coincidence to do it on the to release an album was it wasn't it three on the days day? after he died? That's I guess okay maybe it, I thought it was on. It the will day. never sell better. Like I remember, oh, I mean, remember when um, Cobain. No, it could have sold better if they would have leaked that he was dying. You know what I mean? It get some. You know, I mean, usually when somebody dies, when somebody's going to die, the best way to roll it out is to like give them a year to build up anticipation and weepy tears and whatever you're going to sell for when the. You know, let the narrative run out, and he finally dies. Whether it be six months or this was, it was too close. It was like it, it, most people would consider that a missed opportunity to capitalize. I mean, good opportunity to capitalize attention-wise, but to sell something? No, I think it was real. No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. Not to sell it, but like maybe, like, like, like maybe some sort of artistic 
Not well, stunt, but like somebody no. like do, going away and no, then coming back would be the greatest. It was a stunt. Of thing that I think it to was achieve, Bowie's like the idea. guy from uh, that was that was Bowie's idea. Are you suggesting Bowie. that Bowie like faked his death and then was going to come back after the album? Oh, that, would be, that would be no years later. Years later, like you know who's supposed mm-hmm. to do it? Uh, the guy who was in the guy in Taxi. Amy Kaufman. That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to have. Come, he's supposed to come back. He's supposed right. to have faked his death. But if he does come back, I was, I was arguing with somebody in the store, and they said, "I don't think it'd be that big of a story." I go, "He's no, been gone for thirty right. years, and he was if able Andy to pull." Came? Yes, yeah. dude, like, that would be the, the, the coolest thing. I don't ever. mean back from life. I just mean he pulled off the because um, yeah. <laughs> that would be the greatest story ever if he came back from the dead. But I was talking about if <laughs> he was able to go underground and never and not resurface and nobody find out, and he just comes back on a talk show. Amazing. It would be. Yeah. I think it would be worldwide news, even though you feel, sure. even the people who didn't know him. Right, you'd be like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" <laughs> so you'd have and to handle a story. You'd have to get a good publicist to no. handle it because you could miss a story like that. It's like in these days, you could miss Jesus Christ could come back and go. Oh, you picked the wrong day to come back. You didn't hire yeah, the Bowie. Who was your social media matter, Jesus? <laughs> but the Bowie thing it was an amazing. I mean, that's got to be the coolest exit I've ever seen anybody do in my whole life. He finds out he's dying. He goes, all right, I'm going to finish my work. And he starts the work and goes, well, what am I going to sing about? I'm dying. That's what I'm singing about. So he writes these songs about dying. And then he has this thing that he delivers to his fans or people. When, and it's like him taking you by the hand and leading you into the light as far as he can go. I'm dying now. Come with me. Come with me. I can't take you any further. It's insane. You listen to that record? Yeah, it's yeah. spooky as fuck. Really? <laughs> and he shoots. The it's video. not one. To, it's not yeah. one you rock out to. It's more oh, like you're yeah. like, oh, there's an old, man, <laughs> like, <laughs> an old man like that looks like David Bowie. It is David Bowie going. I'm in danger. I'm dying. <laughs> and then he runs in a little cupboard and closes the thing. That is like the coolest, goddamn, and classiest artistic exit I've ever seen. And from a pop star, unheard of. Prior to that, what would have been the what would have been the what would have been the greatest way to go out? Like Gigi Allen. <laughs> How did Gigi Allen die? He didn't, he didn't actually kill himself. He right? overdosed. Yeah, he didn't kill yeah. that's a classic. That's an accepted I mean, they, way. They, you know, they were putting beer cans on his head at the funeral. <laughs> All kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. That's for throwing the shit out. You listen to it here? Did you listen to Black Star? Yeah, I did it before he died. Like when it came out. Oh, you brought under that. Okay, yeah, yeah, because you know it's I, like yeah. it was very like it sounded very like that Berlin stuff yeah. to yeah. me, but like even more like when fucking out this there. This is like yeah. the just sound. Disturbing. Of, I, I listened to it before too, and I was like, "This sounds really creepy." I yeah, mean, you know, at first I was you know I was making fun of it because all the you know kind of like disco beats and stuff, but I was like, "It's fine. It sounded good. It had good sound." Tony Visconti produced it, and there were some really good melodies on it. So that's all I need with Bowie. And then when he died, I was like, that's it. That's what I was hearing. I was like, that's the sound of death. He made a record that sounded like exactly the way he was. I've never seen anybody pull that off. You weren't on a flight at the time. When you said that. <laughs> I screamed it at the airport. Death. That's the sound of death. <laughs> Metallica is another band that it's like you've got a rotating bassist, two dickheads, and Kirk Hammett. Right? <laughs> I mean, truly. Yeah, unbelievable. Another band that like – Wait, I mean, you look at them when they're young, you know, when like say Mustaine was even still in the band, and you're like, they, they look. I mean, they're kids, man. They're kids. They were, you know. And I guess they. I mean, the stories vary as to why Mustaine was booted, but like, 
Don't think it was a douche. I mean, Megadeth became so popular that you can, like, you take a band like Megadeth, right? I mean, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Now, if Mustaine had stayed in, Metallica may still have been Metallica, but a band like Poison before C.C. DeVille joined and the other guy left, like, maybe they wouldn't have been Poison, right? Because yeah. C.C. has so much charisma and personality. It depends on the manpower. It's like yeah. each band is different. You know why? You know? I mean, that that's why. But sometimes it's interesting to see people try that stuff and fail or succeed, but... Um, Metallica and a meme is one of those things where obviously, like most of those guys, were pretty strong personalities. Mustaine, yeah. and Mustaine was like, it was no a no brainer that he would leave. It was like, of course, they can't fit all those guys in one band. Somebody, you know, somebody's head's going to get big. Yeah, it seemed like um, Cliff Burton would have been like the rational one. Yeah, he was like the peace guy. Band, he was right? the peace guy in the band. Yeah, you know, I rode with the with the bus driver that drove that bus. That's brave. Where he was killed. <laughs> He's still driving a bus after that? Still driving. Well, I just can't imagine he like didn't get his license revoked. Well, it wasn't a third world country there. Right? <laughs> no, they're not pussies over there. They walk it off. It wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? Um, walk oh. it off, Sven, or whatever his name was. Um, yeah, and we heard the story, and we were like, it was two. We rode around that bus for two days over Hill and Dale, just going, like, looking at each other, like, I don't know, man. Who's going to be the But the thing, the thing that killed him wasn't the crash. Didn't it crush him? It fell on him or something? They went with the jaws of life. And the jaws of life kind of missed. Oh, really? It became the jaws of death. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit. How the fuck I mean, that's fucking that <laughs> Sorry. What? I've used those things many times. They're not even that big. Like yeah. This. I think it was like something like. It pulled it up and it slipped and crushed them. Oh, you you used the jaws of life fell out of in a legitimate situation oh where God, you had where you like like not training, but you had to like to get a person out of out of a I crumpled even tell car. You how many times? Really? Yeah. And you so never you're had saying a, it's you, you you can't fuck it up. You're saying it seems hard to fuck it up because they're yeah. not you're in vision of what you're yeah. doing, and there's a method. You're supposed to go in small, lift, go in small, lift like that. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't fucking go in and try and do the whole thing in one thing. It's not like you're picking up a fucking stuffed toy at the fucking arcade. Like you put a quarter in a machine. <laughs> no. And you're like, <laughs> no, you that's the old jaws of life. Yeah. Before they got him, got him. I'm sorry, Cliff. Is that yeah. a leg? And the thing weighs fucking 100 pounds, so it's not even like you could even move it around. You have to adjust. And Is it adjust. a one man operation? It's yeah, it's a one man operation. But at its best, it's it's two men to get over to it. And then one man operating it. See, so, you know what? Not knowing what it looks like, if I like, if someone said like, the draw, draw the jaws of death. Did I say it right? Life, draw, life. Draws of life. Yeah. <laughs> life, walk, um, life. I would think you were like you were you, you draw. It was like you pull up in a forklift. No, that, like it was no, that no. huge. It's a generator. It's a generator, a regular generator you could buy with uh, hydraulic uh, cables that go to. This, it looks like a scissor. It just looks like a a, a, a a scissor that comes to a V. And then what you do is you you go in. I mean, I'm, well, I'm talking. You go in half an inch for your first thing, and you spread it a little bit. Then you close it again. Then you put it into the. You spread a little bit more. You close it again, and you do that. 
Do they make them for girls? Like non-industrial types? <laughs> like I'm, I'm having part. trouble lately. I'm all serious. Can you buy one if, like, on the, on the private, mar- on the private uh, sector? Absolutely positive you could, yeah. In case you come across it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the, Don't I mean, worry, I got the Joseph. I mean the Joseph life. <laughs> no, like, that fine, would be something fine. you could have in the trunk, right? You should have one. It's not... It's very heavy and it's not small, and you need the generator to, I'm sure you need to learn how to use it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, Cliff Burton would tell you, like, please learn how to use it. <laughs> so you were, you were like in the bus, you took the bus equivalent of like when Aerosmith was like, we're not getting on that fucking plane, and Skinner's like, well, we are. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, something similar. I mean, it felt like that to me. It definitely yeah. felt like a Skinnerd moment. Like, but it was after the fact, it was lore, it was legend, you know? And right. I think the guy. Oh, shit. Painted it as such, but you can buy one for thirteen thousand dollars. Well, oh, it's that much. That's just for the spreader. Is that Are you kidding me? That's like three yeah. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's thirteen dogs. This is my friend. This is actually the one that I use. It's that. Where do you buy it? Like at Home Depot? Like yeah, it's Lowe's? like a specialty. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. It's like a specialty. Uh, <laughs> go to Home Depot. Wait, I want your Jones at Wi-Fi. Wow, there you go. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. It looks like something out of a side, like like that's it Starship up. Troopers. Like, like imagine those those pinched shut. Like that's what you're Did you say Starship Troopers? Troopers? Yeah, it looks no, like no, no. like a weapon no, from Starship Troopers. Oh, okay. But it's super heavy, man. Yeah. It's, it's really heavy. Do you, is it like riding a bike for you? Would you be able like if you if like someone's like? I would have trouble um, now. Thank you. Hooking it up. I mean, it's hooked up already on the fire truck, right? So you don't have to worry about it, but. Um, if the hose, like hooking up the hoses now, I might need like a little quick refresher. But operating it, no problem. Uh, it's it's simple. It's got a it's got like a rotating disc on it, and when you turn the disc right, it opens. And when you close, turn left. It's it that simple. What do you want? Wow. With the fire department, you got to make everything idiot proof. <laughs> That's rule number one. Yeah, but it's cool. Hugh, I had a fireman question for you. All right, but I don't know if you saw this. Um, is it true that There's, firemen start the fires? <laughs> you know what? Do you remember in the eighties over at Sandy That's what Hook? I heard. Yeah, it was fire. It was just a, it was one of the rangers. Uh, yeah, there was arson after arson burning down. Yeah, over yeah. Sandy wow. Hook and it. My firemen were mean to me when I was a kid. They used to, the Red Bank guys used to like try to beat me up and stuff. They didn't like long hairs. Really? So we called them fire pigs. <laughs> have you ever been called a fire pig? Uh, no, no, but we never bit it. I have called children. him that to his face. That's a great name for a band, in, right? Fire pigs. Yeah, they would get drunk and like and, and chase down the long hairs in town. Like that's weird. Long hair. What year is that though? Seventy one. Yeah, I think yeah, that's it was a long time. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see that. Um, Fire pigs are all that retired. Sort of, uh, we were like, dude. And but without feeling, of course, any authority became pigs. So it was a park ranger. It was like, it's a park pig. Look at that garbage pig. Yeah, it was, yeah garbage pig. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Equal opportunity haters. <laughs> Look at that crossing pig. <laughs> don't you oh. fucking hate crossing guards now that you bring it up? I fucking can't stand I don't them. trust them. Well, I'll tell you what. Crossing guards have the biggest fucking... Ego because there's an arrogance. There is an arrogance about them. <laughs> where like you mean these volunteer crossing people, like the these morning, ladies that come. One hour in the afternoon, they're your fucking boss. They're telling you to stop because somebody's crossing, or they're telling you to cross if you're crossing. The rest right. of the fucking day, you can do it by yourself. But for two hours a day, you need this fucking crossing guard in your life. Like this, this right. coming from the man who abused his power when he was uh, <laughs> when he when you were a safety patrol member in sixth grade. 
That's why I never and, became a crossing. I mean, a, a crossing guard man. You had your belt I, I, taken I, away. Yeah, I did. So. You, did you have the? Did you have the belt? He had the little. Yeah, yeah he I had the too. Belt. I had it too. I, yeah. I did that too. Me did and you, did you so lose much it? pressure, I couldn't take it. Don't act like you got yeah. to keep yours. <laughs> we were a team, man. We both got fucking busted. They were like, we've because uh, you know, in Highlands, there's that big hill. And I remember the the guy, the director, Mr. Cadmus, his name was. He used to fuck. Remember, he would like his he would pound. He was a real fat guy. Pound on the desk and pointing your face, and his hand would shake, and his face would get all flushed. And you're like, this motherfucker's gonna have a heart attack. And he, you're like a little kid. Yeah, yeah, like fifth grade. And he so he comes up and he's like, uh, it's been brought to my attention that you've been calling people mub and, and throwing them down the hill while on patrol. <laughs> now, mub is a very fucking – there's like three people on earth who know what mub is. It was this kid who like his father's name was mub and his mother's name was Rini. Like mub became sort of like okay. – not a derogatory term but – you know. Sounds pretty derogatory to me. Uh, yeah. I mean feel free to use it. And uh, yeah, so that was the end of our law enforcement career. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I, I was like, I, I can't. I you know, I mean, I, it's almost shocking. Yeah, I don't want to be a safety pig. <laughs> to hear that you had um, played the role of an authority figure, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like. It I don't want the responsibility. Watch. How long did you perform as a safety patrol? Probably like would they have a season? Maybe one year. Yeah, a season. For me, a Walt is one like year. a Stanford experiment. So we were zapping people and shit, like electrocuting kids. Yeah. Well, I my, have my light bulbs with with, with uh, fucking LSD and <laughs> threw them at kids to see what kind of experiments. Kindergartners yeah. freaking out. LSD. 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 It's coming back. Is uh, it? Yeah, have you I taken LSD? A long time ago. Yeah. Right. I took what, a lot of it. How'd you like it? Oh, it was great. Yeah. When you're a kid, taking LSD, it's great. But say you're like 48, you want to recommend it? You'll commit suicide. Will you? I mean, sure. I probably would have done yeah. that. Why? <laughs> Why the 48-year-old brain? Yeah, you're a prisoner of your own baggage. You know, I mean, LSD, too, oh, you have too much baggage to deal with. Yeah, I mean, LSD is a is a stretch. It, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but, but it was, does it make you more artistic? Autistic is more like it. No. no. <laughs> I've heard no. the theory that like the, that the, the, the era of music that you're claim that you not. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't want to say claim. Mm-hmm. I apologize for <laughs> that. He's bold claim. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. He'd be great in court. It's <laughs> <laughs> the second time I've heard let that today. Re- let me reiterate. Right. But like the the not, era not of music time. that you that we agree on may be uh, the most creative and artistic ever. Right. A lot of people will say that it was due to the drugs they were taking, and today's art artists are are using different drugs like painkillers, and that's why they're not getting the same kind of like uh, freeing of the mind, kind of like yeah, real right. like out there shit. Yeah. I disagree. I, I think you know. anything I've done is as good as Pink Floyd. You agree with that? There's a romantic notion that the that the drugs you know create creativity, but all they do is like. Give you a different way to look at things. You know what I mean? It's like, what was the, can you ex- describe uh, one of your worst trips? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This is as close as I'm ever going to get. Don't spare me any yeah, details. Yeah, you never did all that. Me too. I've heard yeah. about that bag of shit. I was, uh-huh. I've, 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 I've did maybe like two drugs my entire life. Well, well I'm one of them. Trying to, trying to explain. It's not like, you know, what you'd see in, uh, on, you know, on Dragnet 68 or, or, uh, 
or many. What would that be like? The best, like, uh, the best like, example of an LSD trip I've ever seen filmed is an Easy Rider, where they go to a graveyard and they're just kind of crying and stuff. It, really weird. Um, <laughs> crying is, a, is something that happens frequently? Sure, you get very emotional. And it, you, you, I think oh. somebody spiked my drinks with LSD because I'm constantly crying. <laughs> how do you explain LSD? It's a really hard. What is it, it different like? from mushrooms? Is it, it's a completely different... Um, no, it, it's like... Because I've done mushrooms. It's like and insanely intense mushrooms. Really? Like, Were mushrooms yeah. illegal? But, yeah. But, so aren't much they, more aren't they organic though? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, does somebody, how does somebody know to outlaw certain mushrooms though? How like, do people like know? How to? are certain mushrooms illegal if they just grow well, naturally? Just like, just like the man's on the job. One is a weed, yeah. and you outlaw yeah. that, but you don't outlaw But isn't like, don't mushrooms, you can't plant a seed for a mushroom. It doesn't have to grow from shit? Yeah, you got to grow. Well, it doesn't have to be shit, but yeah. Okay. You, they can grow in the in the fucking trees and shit like. Oh, that. Oh, I think yeah. they're growing. Probably, you know, they're, they're hallucinogenic. They're, they're like growing yeah. on the grow lights. Now. What, they what, have like where did you come? Up, where did you come across mushrooms that you were that you took them? Uh, I my cousin hooked me up. And you them. and you knew that you could be doing something that could really fuck you over, like freak you out. Well, no, I, I, freak mushroom, you out. Yeah. Mushrooms only last. They're only. It's really only mild. Like, yeah, like an hour, hour and a half yeah. high, and then you're back, and it goes off. Like that. Like one second you're in it, and then the second you're just right. out of it. It's LSD is like, you know, 10 yeah. to 12 hours, 8 to 12 hours. That might be absolutely. And is it a pill LSD it's, or is it a, a needle? Well, it, it's, it's, just a, okay. it's just a composition. So you could put it in a pill or you could they put it on blotter, on pieces of paper, blotter, acid. and They used to put on stamps sometimes, Sugar right? cubes, yeah. They put on sugar, sugar cubes. cubes. Yeah, the little droplets. And give it to horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is something that's like it's so Did you ever dose a horse? Insane. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much it would take too much. So, so uh, what, was, what was what was the what was That's the most vivid horse pig? <laughs> I, no, I did have did have a plan as a stage show to inject a mule with heroin. Until it was, and that was just like when the band's name was Heroin Mule. It was like it'll be great, people. By the end of the set, it'll be heaving and puking. And then animal rights got involved. You know that. If it's still alive, what what year did you officially become Monster Magnet? Um, like 88 or 89, I think. But we had a bunch of different names and it was not really a band. It was like Tim Cronin and John McBain had a, had a, a project called Dog of Mystery, which sometimes played live with other musicians, but basically it was just these two guys doing cassette tapes on cassette, uh, four track recorders, which were brand new technology. It was like, you know, the, this kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> multi-channel. It allowed you to record at home. So the studio thing, you didn't have to do the studio. They eventually became the Ribeye Brothers, right? Um, yeah, and then eventually that became the, a long way down the line. But uh, And I was doing a thing called Love Monster, which was the same thing on a four-track doing my own thing. And then they asked me to join Dog of Mystery for a couple of live shows. And then out of that, decided to do an offshoot and had a bunch of different names like Heroin Mule and Madness is the Mongoose. A lot of Marvel titles. Uh, Wrath of the Bull God, uh, King Fuzz, Acid Reich. Uh, just, you know, anything that would sound good. Mm. And then took a lot of Love Monster songs from my thing and started making cassette tapes and sending them to record companies with different names on them. Because I'd send a cassette tape to a record company and they go, no, they don't want that. And I was like, well, I'm not going to write a bunch of new songs. I'll just change the band name. That's so fucking smart. <laughs> yeah, just Did it ever work? Cover. Did you ever get it? worked. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, finally, they like, we love it. And I was like, you, you asshole. You took a lot of – Lying. <laughs> lying, you know. 
You you take uh, inspiration from comics. Did you ever have a band named Two Annoying Dickhead Customers? <laughs> I remember going to Fantasy Zone with Kevin Walt, and <laughs> I remember them being like, no, 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 let me bag it here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you always had a guitar, remember? You, like, you always had a guitar. You're always strumming, always yeah, playing and that's stuff. that's why I was writing all that stuff. Yeah. I'd always start songs in there. I thought, that was a great job. That was a really great job. No, I, I tried to keep it away. I, I didn't want the, the slice of that life. Yeah, you know, you I don't want to write about kid. that life. I, wrote, yeah, I was writing about my life previous it. to that. Yeah, like they, they didn't want anyone to touch them for right. fear like a corner would bend. Or. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they, they pay their money. I know. But that's Walt could well, tell you, you. After a while, you know, it's like you start to go like, look. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's more things in life besides this, you goddamn mutant. Man, slap your face. You know, the overwhelming urge to take a, the overwhelming urge to take a pristine copy of any high dollar comic book and just rip it slowly up in their face and just laugh like to watch the look of disappointment come over them. It's terrible. I, that's why I got that, out. Like, if, it, if it came out that week, it could be like a $25 book immediately, right? Yeah, there was more more speculation then, I think. It's more. crazy. Yeah. That was you, a crazy time. A lot of money. Do you read Comics Weekly, Walter? Is it really kind of like sure. past you? Yeah, uh, there's there are certain things I still read. Like what are? Oh, okay. <laughs> Walt keeps it alive. Didn't read comics. Why wouldn't you admit that you don't read comics if you didn't? I didn't read comics. Yeah. Well, because you know you got to. So that would be like saying like like if you were like if there's new uh, procedures to save a life. Right. And, um, you know yeah, they're about the same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the fireman sounds like, about right. And the fireman's like, I got that old method of doing it. I don't need to learn the new stuff. This new model that a life. Or whatever the fuck it's called. I got, a joys, I got a joys of life from 86. It works just fine. It's hard to keep up with, though, you know? Sure. Time, I, it's a commitment. One time I was driving the fire truck, and uh, they forgot to lock the um, the the – the doors where the jaws of life were, and I made a turn, and the fucking generator and the jaws came flying out at like thirty miles per hour, and just fucking slammed into a parked car and like just rolled down the street. Jaws of it death was once like again. Fucking crazy. So I hit the rig, and I'm like, "Tell me, you fucking assholes didn't forget to fucking lock the goddamn thing?" And Wasn't was me, like, boss. Yeah. So, so was fucking- it broken? Oh, dude, it was destroyed. destroyed. The car was destroyed. Oh. The fucking thing was destroyed. <laughs> Everything was destroyed. If it would have killed somebody, the headline would have been so yeah. great. Jaws of death. Jaws of life caused death. <laughs> yeah, that was ironic. I texted with my brother today a little bit. Uh, I have two brothers. Uh, Eric, who lives out in California. He's a doctor. Darren, who lives here in Jersey. And uh, Eric texted me. And he said, uh, Shirley... His wife, Ethan, his son, who's, I guess, probably about 10 or 11, and I have a new number. It calls all of their cell phones simultaneously in case you have a hard time getting in touch with one of us. Good God. My mother says, okay. And then, okay, this should alleviate the non-response that we get from Shirley, which I thought was from Eric again. And I said, what about when you want to have gay brother incest phone sex and you text me to have Darren call you? Tell him not the new number, right? (laughs) And then Eric says, you know Shirley's mother got that text. <laughs> and that's when I realized it wasn't only to me and Pam. It was to nine other people. Uh, <laughs> God. So he said, he, she, he said, you know Shirley's mother got that text. And I just wrote back, who is this? And then <laughs> – <laughs> tried to play it off. I tried to play it off. 
because somebody else wrote, and this this was Mrs. Mark. Shirley's sister. I am wondering who this is myself. It better not be you, Nick, who is her husband. <laughs> Why you're just stirring it up, Eric? It was, this will be my last family group text. You told me you would never do that again, Nick. Like, what if like Nick had some sort of like weird shit, like some really weird shit going on in his life that. <laughs> promised his wife he would never indulge in again. Well, he's in trouble because the wife then goes, now that I think about it, it wasn't Nick. And I wrote, no, I confess, it's me, Nick. I deserve the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then that was it. Nobody and this went down in what, like 10 this? minutes? Is like a 10-minute? Yeah, minute. it was yeah, like, like that. <laughs> like, awesome. why does your brother even involve you in a group text like that? He deserves everything that happens yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, <laughs> if he's, if he's going to put you in the same virtual room as his mother-in-law or whoever that is he does, or, or that he doesn't want you to be dealing with, he shouldn't put you in there then. Yeah. I mean, I might have been expected yeah, to look at, the, <laughs> at like, the group text and understand there are nine so other people. Did he just, so he, he told you as he was in, so you were included as he told you. So he didn't give you a, like a heads up. You were just in. I was just in and it said group MMS, but I thought it was just to me and See, my mother because I just glanced. Just too, and then it's too much like for the sister, for, the brother-in-law, this one. Yeah, that's, that's too much connection, man. <laughs> I know. Too much connection. You're right. He brought it on himself. Now you're back into the real world. Okay. <laughs> imagine Walt on LSD. No. I don't think you can imagine, can imagine that. that? <laughs> it's insane. Even, ima- it, even imagining it is too close to I think to the LSD. thing about LSD that I, I just like the concept so much because it's just so bizarre. And so there's only one point in history where that could have happened, and that's the 60s. What made you stop? I want to save my brain. You don't learn from it. It's too severe. You know, it's like an adventure. You take an adventure. It's like I'm sure people – it's like a psychological adventure. Well, and like it's only said, something you could do responsibly when you, you know, irresponsibly. You don't know any better. So you're like, yeah, I could take it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about it, the more and more I think about it, even back then, because I was terrified of it, but I wanted to do it because it was in the news. It was everything. It was like, you know, people are taking this drug and they think they can fly and they're flying, they're finding God. And, and it was like, well, that's not heroin. This is fucking cool. This is like, you see colors, you see colors. I would see stuff like, you know, watch the woods just move, you know, move in front of me. The colors would, would go from green to red to green to red. And I'd put my hands out in front of me and there'd be trails, like special effects, like internal special effects. Not only that, but you're, you're like, what it does is it shuts off certain ways that your mind perceives things and forces the, the funnels that are open to perceive things to get overloaded. And, uh, and it's it's pure distortion, really. I don't know why these guys ever thought it would be a mind opening experience. It's just it's just a way of you know. It's like when you when you change your eyes or press on your eyes and you see colors and see stuff. Stars. Yeah, but this is like in your actual poor like, man's LSD. <laughs> yeah, poor man's LSD. <laughs> like I'm seeing it, dude. You did that too. Oh yeah. It doesn't every kid do that? Yeah. Lay in your bed and press on your eyelids and go, "Holy shit, this is cool." You did it. Never did that. Yeah. You're too busy with your thumb up. I'll do it tonight. Yeah. I mean, when I get two thumbs up, it's cool. It's it's way. I don't know if it does it work at this stage of our lives because I haven't done it since you know, I was little. Like, oh, you, oh yeah. 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 Right. Do it tonight. Freak your wife out <laughs> right now. Um, Could wake up with two yeah. black eyes. But that's like they're, they're totally blood red. <laughs> it's so funny. The whole acid thing. It's so funny. It's scary too. That there was one point where a generation of or a part of a generation of kids would choose. 
to like go out there. You know, it's not this, not like any other drug. It's not like, yeah, man, let's get drunk and stuff. This is like, I'm going to go out there and find something. It's so cool. How much did LSD cost back then? Like a dollar fifty. Dollar fifty. Wow. Man, your mind for dollar fifty, man. Yeah, it was like yeah, just completely. And yeah. it's just chemicals, right? So who make? How do yes. you make LSD? What's it made out of? I, I don't. Know. It was a refined from an actual from a rye rye seed fungus, and uh, it turns out that the first really super hallucinogenic thing that affected lots of people was a fungus that grew on rye seeds in right before the dark ages of uh, in Europe. And uh, they, uh, a lot of people believe that that's at right around that time is when people start, started coming up with stuff like witches and in, in stories. And uh, they really it's think about that, rye that, seed like that's on rye bread. Yeah. Oh, and so they, is that they why that people say like, if you can't take a drug test, if you had poppy seeds, uh, somewhat, except the poppy is like an opiate. Or hydromorphone. It's an opiate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they, that's they, in they my experience. They think that, that because of all this rye fungus stuff, which which later on became a synthesis part of a chemical thing for LSD, actually created mass hysteria in Europe because the rye, the rye seeds and the rye bread were, had this fungus that was like ultra-powerful hallucinogenic, so people were tripping. And that's when all witches and demons started coming into like all this literature because people unknowingly tripping their balls off. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, like you say, I've read the same that, that for artists or people who feel like it expands their mm-hmm. universe. But then you also have guys like Charles Manson and the family yeah. who like it worked. Well, Manson wasn't totally an al- yeah, yeah. I mean, Manson wasn't an acid guy himself. He just kept his. People doped up on acid and just come filling them yeah. shit. But yeah, like I read, like, I mean, like three hundred hits. Some of these people yeah, taking yeah. that seems like a lot, yeah, right? That's a lot. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson was was big on it. Like, yeah, Thompson, Thompson was big on acid. And I love Thompson. Thompson right? and, and that's what I was a big Thompson fan when I was a kid. I mean, he was actively writing at the time. So I'd buy Rolling Stone. I was like fourteen years old, and I'd buy the new Rolling Stone, and it would be the next chapter of Fear and Loathing. Before right. they published the book, they published it in chapters, and I would read that. You're a 14-year-old kid reading Hunter S. Thompson. You're like, yeah, I want to be like that guy. Because right. he wasn't a hippie. It wasn't peace and love. This guy was like was crazy. Yeah, like driving around in a car. Like, oh, I'll rip your lungs out. This was insane. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Did you? We, we, we missed – we just barely missed that wave of the Quaalude. So did, <sighs> did you take Quaaludes? Yeah, yeah. Quaaludes, unbelievable. What, I can't what believe do? anybody survived. <laughs> survive them they're like the most powerful crazily powerful downer you could possibly imagine but for some reason the synthesis of the drug allowed you the human body to remain awake and somewhat cognizant while being it's just so it's like someone's going to perform surgery on you if you took a quaalude you're like, in like, yeah. a, twilight, like yeah. a twilight yeah. kind of state um, it was awful Oh, you didn't terrible, like it? Terrible drug. No, no, I didn't like to be. What about that stuff that uh, Michael Jackson was addicted to? Did you ever try that? That's my, no, 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 no. <laughs> Have you ever anesthetized yourself? No, you know that stuff? Like it, well, I forget what it's called. Like it's some massive stuff. My, uh, my, a buddy of mine had that stuff because he, he went to for surgery and they gave it to him and he said it was unbelievable. Like, How do you get that though? Like that must be the hardest drug to get, right? I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, I think you have to like actually buy it. You can't buy the drug. You have to buy the doctor. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And that's what Jackson did. He bought yeah. a doctor. So what what drug uh, would you recommend people take? None, none, none. None. Those days are over. The drug days are over. It's, there's too much information now. It's a, you know, it's the like, drug days are over. Yeah, yeah drug days yeah. just under for me like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, whatever you want, but just get do it early. Yeah. Don't wait. You know, right. do it when you're like a kid. forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's the like cutoff? A young, a young man. <laughs> cutoff. Like, what's the age? Is you're like you're too old to do drugs. Give it up. Hang it up. 21, 22. You wannabe. What? 21. What? 21, 22. Oh, wow. That's uh. You wannabe. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, for me personally, every time I do drugs, I wind up not working. I don't create stuff. I'm too busy being high. You know, it's like, I, I like to have, I like to, I like to read. I like to remember what I do. It's like. You're like Flanagan. You're high on life. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a matter of control, I think, you know, and it. I used you to find lose. that with you too? What? You just like you don't want to ever not be in control. I'm terrified of not having control of what of Well, I think that's a reasonable consideration. Facility? What's it called? Faculties? Faculties, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm terrified that uh, I won't be in control of how I think or my actions. <laughs> he wakes up with a boner with blood all over it. You know, <laughs> and, and the, the, thing about drugs is like, <laughs> the thing about drugs is like there are some you people. you say, Joseph? <laughs> some people can handle it and some people can't. I can't. I mean, I did when it was when I was like a kid, and I, and, I gave <laughs> yeah. up, and I gave it up because I was just naturally got bored because I didn't learn anything, and it was confusing the issue. And I stopped drinking too because it was like ah, I'm just sick of it. And then, you know, thinking you're out of the woods. When I was in my late forties, I got super addicted to almost life-ending, career-ruining, uh, anti-anxiety pills, like benzos. Benzos, yeah. super benzos, prescribed to me by what a doctor. Do? When yeah. you take them, what, what does it do for you? Well, he gave it to me for sleep because he gave me Ambien. This is when Ambien was first started. This was a while ago now. And I was like, this is pussy stuff. I was a live wire. I was completely it, straight. I'm completely straight. Right? I agree with you. Like, it, you, it's Supposedly you take it and if you don't fall asleep in 15 minutes, you start hallucinating and going yeah. crazy. I never found that to be the case. I was like, I am – over the top, excited. I was healthy as a horse. I'm touring the world, but the only thing that I couldn't control was my voice. I just talk and talk and talk. I tore everywhere. And I was healthy, but I was like, blah, 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 chasing girls around and doing all this stuff. I just couldn't slow down. And I was like, I need to go to sleep, and I want to go to sleep when I want to. And I went to a doctor right over there in Middletown. And he's like, I got just this thing for you. This is they give the airplane pilots. When they you know, have to go down in an hour, they go right down. Tamazepam, this super concentrated benzo that comes on in 15 minutes. Not the benzo like a, uh, like a, what are we talking about? Xanax. Xanax you know, this is like super Xanax that comes right on in like short lasting seven hours. And I, I was out, but I was so healthy. And so physically healthy and so like, mm, I know what I want to do that. I took them for years and they worked just fine until one day my body just said, more, please. Take a little more. And then I got cut. I got cut off because the guy was actually turned out to be a crook. Yeah. (laughs) Turned out to be a crook. And he, he willingly gave me the stuff that you're only supposed to give people for three weeks. I took it for like eight years. I tried to use it as a tool, not as a mind thing and just drugs. It's like if you could do without it, you're way better off. 
You know, you're the smartest guy in the room if you don't do drugs. You always are. Well, look at you, Will. Taste the music. Yeah. Taste Lack the music. of drugs. But, you know, <laughs> same, but, except for the psychedelics, which I would totally recommend to do for anyone. Just one time or two times. It's different. Cut off date, though. Yeah, you want to be. Well, no. There's another. There's another. There's another way? Yeah. It's like when your kids grow up. When your kids grow up. And drop acid and shout at them. Then you, you, you <laughs> and your wife get in a plane and go to Hawaii and go out there and eat a shit ton of mushrooms and watch a fucking volcano blow, dude. <laughs> you know? It's like I can dream. I can think of that. I can think of it myself like being 70 years, 70 years old and going, there's an active volcano off the coast of Burma. Secure the mushrooms and then taking the trip. <laughs> to watch an active volcano while tripping because at that point, hopefully I won't have that much baggage of normal life. It's all about the baggage you have. You know, that's why I think the 21st century is not a great time for, for psychedelics because you're, you're such a victim. You know, you're, you're, you're a prisoner of your own images in your head and what you think up. And now we're so bombarded with all this stuff, you know, the bad and the good. I kind of agree you know. with you. I um I had like a bum knee and I started taking Percocet, which graduated to Roxy. And like my doctor, never, I wasn't, I'd never been addicted to anything, so mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, I well, I knew it was addictive, but I was like, well, I never got addicted to anything else. So why would this be any different? But same with wrong. me. Same with me, man. You know what? So five yeah. years later, you know, I, you know, I got a bad habit and all this other shit. I started on Suboxone, like the opiate blocker, and I just ended that a couple of weeks ago. The first two weeks really sucked, but now yeah. it's totally fine. That, but I the did pills will take a whole chunk out of your life. It's like, what yeah, the hell? Sure does? But I did ask myself the other day, I was like, am I going to go the rest of my life without ever taking drugs again? And I think the answer is probably no. Yeah. Maybe not whatever, hard, hard like weed. Whatever Are you happened. about like weed or, or? Weed or like I always wanted to try Molly, like Molly or uh, Ecstasy, you know? Overrated. Is it? Well, I know it. Like, you never know what you get. Serotonin either. for like three days or something. Last time oh I was in Vegas, a bunch of the people out of there, but they all took Molly. I didn't take it because yeah. it doesn't seem like the thing. They seem to be having a great time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, they seem to be having fun. I took it. Yeah, I, I feel like when you're when you're predisposed to depression, you're just constantly looking for something. Because you I, absolutely are, and you have to be very careful because. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Because now that I'm off the the suboxone, the <laughs> you're the, so happy. The, <laughs> no, but the anxiety all day, the energy. Like I want, I'm going to join a boxing club because I need to do something. Well, I was I, just about to say. Yeah, like the I only to, the answer to a balanced head has always been diet and exercise. It doesn't sound like fun. You right. get the right balance of diet and exercise. I mean, you don't have to kill yourself, and you'd be surprised on how much better you feel. It's just like all of a sudden you're like. Wait a minute, wasn't I feeling worse? It's like, what happened? And it, that's the way it is. It's just a balance. Yeah. Like, it's I not fun as taking all day out. wanting to punch shit, so I may as well just go to the gym or something. Punch like. shit. Yeah, you know, punch shit, people, oh, my yeah. kid, whatever. I wish I could, man, I wish I could do drugs like a champ. What'd you say, Sage? Yeah. I wish Sage I could pain. do drugs like a champ. It seems like so much fun. But, you know, that stuff has always been bullshit. When was the last time? Such a romanticized notion to have a life of drug taking and everything works out okay. There's no stories like that. There's no, there's not a story out there where somebody was like, yeah, I just partied my whole life and everything was cool. That's all train wrecks. 
It's a a romanticized notion that people can get away with, like, be both smart, successful, happy, and love while on fucking drugs. No way. It never happens. I always wonder that about meth. Like, who who has ever read the meth success story? (laughs) It's like, oh, it totally fucking worked out for them. Like, there's not one meth success story, I don't think. Unless you're manufacturing yeah. it. Sorry. But I love the notion of it because it's such a beloved notion that somebody can get away with doing drugs. I think it's like everyone wants to believe that somebody has some sort of shortcut to happiness. Like, I did it. Or it's like a big fuck you to the man. Like, yeah, fucking, you know, hookers and blow. Fuck you, hookers and blow. Like, <laughs> it, I did it. I found a way to like <laughs> have women like me and do, and, and do as much drugs. Hookers and blow. If you like hookers, dumb. What else we got? Well, anything? Red, that's about it, right? Oh man, I don't want. I don't want it to end. Dave, I love when you're on, man. It's. it's I love being on. It's always. This is like an audible. An audible LSD trip, maybe for some listeners who didn't get it. You never got a chance. to maybe they're over the cutoff. Twenty two. Listen to this yeah. and hear. Well, you know, can I go on record here? Saying, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I in no way endorsing taking LSD. I was like, for the love of God, don't get that in your head. Don't take it. It's it's emotional Russian roulette. No acid, bad. It reminds me. I, I'm thinking about retooling Polish Russian roulette. Remember, I was gonna. I was gonna. Uh, What's like, Polish Russian roulette? It's a game I was, it was, I was uh, <laughs> coming up with. And you get a chance to insult somebody else. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> point the gun at right. the other guy. Right. <laughs> we, do, do. we have commercials. Do you have a question? Yeah, we're sponsored, wait, Dave. Wait, wait. We're well, bona fide. You you've taken two drugs in your life. Yeah. What two drugs? I thought you had uh, done anything. I smoked uh, a, a, a joint when I was in high school, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh, there was on my graduation night, somebody... Um, one of my friends uh, said, here, this is, uh, we had Coke, he said, and, uh, it was my graduation. I, so I did it, and I, but I felt absolutely nothing though. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Wow. Jesus Good for you. Well, you got to count roofies. So you never, you never smoke a joint? Uh, no, that's it. Weed, that's the only Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm you. talking about. I did it. Well, so while I'm seven, eighteen, and probably both at eighteen years in, it's right. been since eighteen since I have. I, I can also say he's lying because I've personally done beer with him as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> beer? I, I don't. I, yeah, I have a beer. Yeah. I right. I did coke once. Alcohol's a drug. I mean, it's a, don't make any mistake. It's, it's the, the coke yeah. cocaine was so good. It was literally oh. like the best feeling I've ever had in my life. It was too so good, good that I was good, like, "If it's too good to be true, it means it's too good to I be true." I said, "I'll never do it again." Yeah, I said, "This know. is too fucking good." Yeah, you're a smart guy. Yeah, you realize this shut is it not. Down. This is you know. This I'll is always have magic. that memory. It was a great night. It was like, this is fucking, oh my God, I can do anything at any time. You can see why these guys start drinking their own Kool-Aid. When you have a steady supply of that and you could fit it into your basic, your party and you have a bunch of like people who do it at the same time, the bigger you get and the more successful you get, the more you do it because it's like we all do it. I mean, a cocaine at its peak and it's really back now. I mean, it's back. But- at its peak in the eighties and stuff, all those Wall Street guys—they were all doing. Yeah, they're like, I have the finest, just, and 
I am a god. You're totally crazy. Have you ever felt like anything like that, like such euphoria? No, it was, it was, it was, yeah. it's like sad to say, but it was one of the best feelings of my life. That's why it's so popular. But yeah. even in the middle of it, I was like, I can never do this again. Like, right, because you're smart. I'll chase this dragon down, yeah. the, well, down the hole. It's followed by mind numbing. I must depression. not have done it then. It must not have been real because after I did it, I, was, I felt nothing. No difference. I was come. always waiting for like, well, when's this going to happen? What's going to happen? And then eventually nothing happened. Well, you I did, just fucking. You just did shitty cum. Fucking like a baby laxatives. <laughs> what the fuck does he know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. Because I remember <laughs> it was the, the, the two dudes I was with. Um, they Somebody bumped into him that was in the room. And he basically wanted to like was freaking out because he said he like he thought he was going to drop it. So he, he must have thought it was real, right? Or else he wouldn't have reacted like he was a like you know, like a stark raving, frothing at the mouth. He was going to kill somebody because well, he, he might have been coked out already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, meundies. Oh, meundies, Dave. Do you wear meundies? You must, right? You're a fucking rich rock star. Just the shill- you only wear the, the finest. You start shilling stuff. Underwear. Like, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> underwear sponsor. You got proud of yourself. We sell underpants. Oh, yeah. I wear. I wear what you wear. I got undies. They're good. I tell you, I'm wrong. It's not I meundies. Wear, this well, week. it's not. What do you think, wrestles? Of course, it's no. Not underwear. I, I'm actually I'm free balling right now, my friend. That's what you do, huh? I'm a free baller. Does Trump that mean club. that you have to wash your 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 wear tight jeans? Your jeans, you, you have to wash them more often because of that. Yeah, like, like I got a pair, new pair of jeans for every day. Really? Jeans. Oh, because yeah. I'll go like a week and a half, possibly two months without washing my jeans. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I didn't want to admit that, but it works out. Just <laughs> quit, obviously. I'm, I'm very clean. I'm very, I'm very clean. There's two types of guys out there. Let's see which which type you are. Guys who love shopping for clothes but are short on time, and those who hate it either way. I hate it either way, yeah, unless it's like a leather jacket. And we or something. got something yeah. trunk club. This they're going to get your own personal um, stylist. Yeah, you like to dress professionally, you know, like button-down <laughs> Wall Street type. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to trunkclub.com/slash/tesd, type in your measurements, share your likes and dislikes, you get your own personal stylist. They'll pick out your clothes from over at eighty top brands and ship them right to your front door. Can you imagine that, Dave? All these years, like an asshole, you've been dressing yourself. You know, now you can go to Trump Club. Sit here and listen to you guys <laughs> fucking pour it out. Why don't you just give each other a fucking blowjob? We gotta, yeah. we gotta pay the bills, man. Yeah. Yeah. We found that we don't get, we don't, yeah, there's no monetary benefit to that. Yeah. <laughs> After we're done, just a horrible taste in our mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Supply and demand. Yeah, this one is not nearly so the horrible taste. This, yeah, I gotta say, bad I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta say, like seriously, this underwear thing you guys are onto, it's fucking awesome. And what's this trunk thing? Trunk say trunk. that again. It's a, it's a, it's a club, a virtual club where they send you clothes. They send me. They'll make up their mind for me, and they, they no, know. no, no. You tell them what you like. They're not making up your mind. Okay. Yeah, they, they're they're, they're no, no, basing all to. their picks off I want, of your life. I'm surrendering myself totally. Like, yeah, you're what? gonna tell somebody like, hey, <laughs> skivvy me, bitch. Here's what I like, and they're gonna be like, Dave, don't give it another thought. Yeah, Check I don't want to give in a two days. And I don't want to give another. That's my whole thing. I don't want to give a thought. I'm done giving yeah. thoughts. I'll give it over to McUndies or whatever the hell. McTrunk <laughs> <laughs> Club. You're gonna be walking down Broad Street with a fucking cane and top hat your feeling, finery feeling good oh my feeling god good? you're gonna be the toast of the town <laughs> get started, what's the name of get company? started today at trunkclub.com slash t-e-s-d don't forget to tell me you want a monocle <laughs>
I want a monocle. <laughs> I have a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last one they is... They need a theme song for that? Trunk Club, Trunk Club. Is FanDuel. <laughs> FanDuel's back. Okay, this you can get into, Dave. Do you, like, do you play any kind you like of... gambling in sports. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have a, do you have any fantasy you leagues like, you're involved in, Dave? Bullshit low um, gambling in sports. <laughs> say that again, Walt. Do you do you dabble in any fantasy sports? Fantasy sports, of course I do. Have you ever dreamed of coming in third to last place? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Any, uh, well, that's the big thing right now. You go on, you're actually managing your own team. I know, it's fucking great. It's like being a real guy. That's a table opening a $10 fucking account. <laughs> Checking out, they gave me five free dollars to bet with. <laughs> Are you, have you ever been a sports guy? Have you ever liked sports? Sports are for suckers. <laughs> like six, the army. Six, six, like, the army for suckers. Sports, suckers. The open, why, why so? Why sport sports? Pigs, pigs, army pigs. Are well, because, you know, they're, 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 they're a diversion. Oh, God. Obviously. Yeah. Guy, they're, they're, like, guys I, are just want, you know, they don't, they're like scared of LSD. I, maybe they're scared of, maybe they're scared of rap. Maybe that's why they like yeah, hockey I so tried much. to like, I, know, I tried, I tried to like, of course. I tried. <laughs> What is this crap? You ever score a touchdown on LSD? I doubt it. Who wraps their way to a home run? Although, although you got, you have to, you got to give props for Doc Ellis. Uh, pitching a no hitter on LSD. No hitter on acid. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I, the sports thing is like it, it's it's cool, I guess. Um, but it, it's like how many times can you watch these guys do the same thing? A lot of um, times, every every game is different. You never, you don't know the outcome. It's not, it's not preordained. You know, it's like I every mean, night I, history maybe can I'm be gay. made. I don't know. I just, miss, <laughs> I just, you know, even as a kid, I was like, I like to play it, and then they beat me up, and I didn't like it, <laughs> and I got beat up, and then I watched it, and it was cool. I got excited, like, watch but then, it, it, but it became like, tell me when it's good, and then I would just watch the playoffs. And then I was like, well, tell me when it's better than that. And I would just watch, like, the Super Bowl or the championships. And then eventually it was like, well, what else is on? The Wizard of Oz is on. Click. Well, if Why aren't you watching the Super Bowl? If you're only, if because, you're, uh, you know, I covered the waterfront is on Channel 9. And that's – I just went away. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you, then you have nothing invested if you're only watching the big games, right? Well, yeah, no, I didn't sit it out. I didn't yeah. Yeah, I didn't sit yeah. in the bullpen or in the like seats. Or, Somehow they got to tap into a fantasy league of uh, for, you know, dead actors and actresses. I'm like. sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> My pick is Marlon Brando. But <laughs> <laughs> more importantly, is there any, can I make if – if I'm involved in this fantasy football league stuff – uh, sports league can i make money off this actually um it's not it's not really about making money it's about um having fun fellowship it's about uh, interacting and it's about um maybe possibly winning a tell em steve dave patch <laughs> well that's better than money. I mean, that's not a guarantee but it's not a guarantee possibly keyword <laughs> but if you go to um fanduel.com and type in the code tsd this sunday you uh, join the Tell em Steve Dave League, and uh, if you come in first place this week, last mm-hmm. week it was last place. Right. But then I got a, I got actually FanDuel actually responded to Fan me Duel. telling me that people were picking inactive players, and oh. which is 
So oh, and they were like circum. I know, and I, I give props to the listeners who were who were smart enough to realize how to circumvent the contest to try to get that win that patch. Right. But uh, we're trying to make sure that you pick active players. And Dave, I know what you're thinking. This is no Costa Rican wire room betting parlor, man. This is the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> So if you the idea of the Costa Rican wire room. Last week we we rewarded um we we rewarded failure. This week we're rewarding uh, a championship. If you come in first place, this time you get the patch. And how long do you think it takes to 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 do all this to set up the year league? uh, Well, it's this Sunday. You gotta do it. You gotta do it Sunday or this Sunday. And I mean, physically, how long does it take? Like. Less, take less less, it depends minutes? on how much effort you want to put in, how much like how much uh, homework you want to put into the players you're picking. Or you might already know. You, you might already know. You might already know. And by Monday, mm-hmm. by late Sunday night, you're going to know who won. And then if you came in first place, you shoot me uh, proof of that you were in first place, and I'll send you out a patch. Send it to K M E W E S two K M U S two. Two players won last week. The patch at gmail.com, By the way, at gmail.com. <laughs> And this week, uh, who knows? We're giving out another patch. Two patches given away last week. Dave. That's I it's mean, better than money. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane the prizes that are flying. Out I can't believe right what now. I'm seeing here, Tony. You know, how long has my coming into seeing Walt shopping? You know, shopping for comics, and he's running a comic store. Now I see this like huckster Is with a like a, a, a with a headset on. <laughs> like he's like Leonardo DiCaprio on the Wolf of Wall Street. Over wow! Got to keep okay. the, keep the uh, electricity for the mics. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Have you? You never had a corporate sponsorship? No, no one ever was. A, you must. Um, right? No, the undies never contacted you. I didn't you? do that stuff. I didn't yeah. like it. I, didn't, I thought it was not cool. I mean, I would do it if. Uh, what did I do? This is a roundabout way of calling us sellouts, right? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, I'm, I'm a fool for not doing it. I just, I didn't think it fit the image of the band. Yeah, you know, I didn't well, think it was good. It's for much me. more. It's much more important the image. Um, but it, but for, but, a rock, nobody, for a rock, nobody. Yeah, you guys podcast. are modern guys. You guys are 21st century people. I'm a 20 20th century person. We were talking about before outside. Um, I never did it because. I, I couldn't get the stuff that that I thought would would be proper. I mean, if, you know, if I could sponsor Apple or Marlboro cigarettes, that would be real. For yeah. for me, you know, I smoke. Therefore, but the stuff that that were off, that was offered was kind of weird. So I was like, ah, I'll try to make the money some other way. What's your feeling on beer cozies? Because I have an idea for a beer cozy. I think I think we're gonna go. Sure, <laughs> all merchandise. Any yeah. Yeah. beer cozies are go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Go to Fanduel dot uh, com. Put in the TSD code and play Sunday. And that league is at FanDuel.com slash TSD. First place wins this week. Oh, we had one more thing we were going to say. We're going to change the password every month. For, for oh, that's right. Yes. If you, yes. Uh, if uh, every, every, not every month, every show, the password's going to change. Oh, okay. If you come into the store and you want to, you want to, whoa, 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 it's okay patch. Right. Last week it was, whoa, 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 it's okay. Yeah. Now, to make sure you're list, currently listening, you're up to date, and you're going to tell them, Steve, Dave, what's the new password queue? Um... Monster love. There you go. Monster yeah. love. Yeah. Okay. Until and that's <laughs> and that password. That password is in effect until uh, the next Tom Steve Dave drops. Then. Okay. You no. Know? What's again? Monster, Monster love. Monster love. Yeah. Okay. So you had a song called Love Monster, didn't you? I had a band called Love Monster. Yeah. But I had, I had that and, and the song. Yes. Track, yeah. 
and the uh, accompanying what? track. You've got to find that Galactus, Galactus Christmas song. I know, Christmas for the Galactus. And I had my, uh, my ex-wife was on it, and she was like, played the little kid like, Mr. Galactus, could we? He's like, you puny human insect. Switch me screaming through. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I got to find it. What inspired me to do that? I don't know. The LSD. Residual. No, I did all Monster Magic completely straight. I was, you know, completely straight. Straight edge? Yeah, like no drugs at all. No drugs, no beer, no nothing. Uh, all Monster Magic, all that pro-drug stuff, that was just an actual... Yeah, you met you you, you kind of evil. dropped a, a little tidbit of that last year. I asked you about a Christmas. Remember, I, I our yeah. Tim asked. Yes, yeah. I want to. I, I wanted to just mention that that was the hardest thing I've ever had to probably do. In to my, ask me to do. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I went over and talked to Tim about it after you asked him initially. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I, I would always wondered if um, if you were like like. I just didn't want to insult you at asking you to come on and sing a song on the... Uh, like doing uh, oh, for God's sake. No, you're going to ask anything. We right. can pay yeah, you yeah. in the undies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, I mean, we, Maybe you could teach me about patches. this fantasy football stuff you guys seem so happy with. But, yeah, I, I want to learn. Me, me, I'm a leader. Me asking was definitely like, I, I, I struggled with that. Like like more than asking your wife to marry you? Oh, you never have to be embarrassed. Are you kidding me? Look at look. Yeah. I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm showing underwear and uh, yeah. well, I would and just online laugh. gambling. Believe me, you, you couldn't get ridiculous. I would just laugh if I didn't. You know, I would just, it would be funny. I would never be insulted. All right. I, I believe me, I've sure been insulted that, uh, in ways you could never even imagine. So. Great, I, um, Dave. Dave, I just got to show you one more thing. Yeah. This is this is how. Uh, this is how embarrassed Walt can get at times. <laughs> You're standing 10 feet away from us, and he texts me, want to ask him to come on and tell him Steve Dave tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you known the guy? <laughs> I wasn't sure how he felt about the, the invite to sing the song. But, you know, so I wasn't sure what it, you know, if I if he asked yeah, him to come yeah. on. He's like, like he, he might still be sore sing. about that. <laughs> right. Tell him, Steve Dave. <laughs>
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.